We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Rocking out this Friday. It is February 3rd. We are in February. I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready. I'm still, my mind's still in January. Well, I mean, we have the football season wrapping up very soon. Yeah, the baseball season's about to get into gear. Uh, lots going on in basketball, college, and with the NBA Pelicans. Man. I don't want to talk about it. It's our job to talk about You know about who's it. glad January's <laughs> over? This is the Pelicans. Absolutely. Unfortunately. We'll start right there. Okay. That did not change their fate when it came to uh, playing in February because they still lost. Um, yeah. Well, they, they had an, uh, an awful just start to February, though. Like, they had to, they had to, uh, they got delayed in Denver because of weather. So they flew into Denver yesterday. I forget what time they arrived, uh, to Dallas yesterday. I forget what time they arrived um, and then had to play the Mavs at 7.30 yesterday, and it wasn't pretty to start the game, and then they battled back and make it a close one. But in the end, yeah, it's still a 10th straight loss. Anyway, you cut it. Uh, not good times for the Pels right now. Definitely the worst losing skid in the NBA currently. Yeah, so the Pelicans have done nothing but lose in the, tw- the year 2023, <laughs> right? Like, if you go back to December 31st, oh. Right. You know, that fun New Year's Day, you know, where we all made our resolutions. The Pelicans apparently made a resolution to never win any more basketball games. They were. Let me look. I had it. December 31st, 23 and 13 on that day. They actually they actually won their first game. Uh, Fast forward to February 2nd, 26 and 27. They are under 500. This is a sub 500 basketball. First time all year, man. They were. In first place earlier this season, like it's like a legitimate way into the season. It's just, it's so frustrating, so frustrating. And I, it like it, you kind of felt like, wow, this is going to be the the kind of palate cleanser from the misery of the Saints season. Yes, exactly. It's somehow worse. No, right? Because you we went into it with all this high expectation yeah. now, and now it's like, wait a minute, what what happened? Plus the Unfortunately, the LSU men's basketball team is struggling as yeah, we well. Don't want to talk about that. They're 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 fighting with the Pelicans <laughs> for who's going to have the longer losing skid. Thank goodness for those LSU women yes. uh, who pulled who, out, who can't lose, who literally have not lost. Exactly, and it was it was a close one yesterday. Georgia gave them a hell of a time it was. in the P-Mac. Went to overtime, uh, but yeah, it's it is wild. The extremes of the <laughs> men versus the women's basketball programs, where one team literally can't lose and the other teams literally cannot win. 
Um, but yeah, at least the Saints never got my really got my hopes up this year. It was like from the start, you got that one week one. You were like, oh, maybe this is going to be one of those seasons where everything goes right, and you had the like crazy comeback, and then <laughs> straight off a cliff. Uh, and then yeah, this season you kind of felt like, man, maybe this is the season that this the Pelicans finally make a deep run in the playoffs. You know, people are talking about. Maybe be even a title contender if things go a certain way. Yeah, that has been a big buzz. Yeah, but hey, maybe uh, maybe Kevin Durant is on the table. That's uh, I I I will say right now I would be very disappointed in the Pelicans if they traded for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I know that's that's become on the table now today. You know, Kyrie Irving saying you know he would like Requested to be traded from the trade, Nets, which is like an annual thing. I feel like, like that, right? And it's like yeah. you just want to know. Obviously, the talent is not a question, again, f- for somebody. Right. It's just what are you bringing into your locker room, and do you want to have that kind of energy? I'll put it that way, uh, around. I don't want Zion Williamson <laughs> to have someone chattering in his ear about how the earth is flat. <laughs> you know, like I don't need that in, in anyone's life. That doesn't need to be here. Like, it, like there is, there's, a lot of, there's a lot that I would put up with to say, like, this guy is good enough that you want to bring him in because like you can look past a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. Kyrie has reached reached beyond that line. I don't know what you want to call it, where that line is on the scale. Uh the good crazy scale. But wherever he is, he's across that line for me. Like there's no way I am even considering bringing him on, especially a young team. Uh especially cuz like what what why would you bring him in? Why would you bring a guy in and we're like, "Oh, well, yeah, we can we can straighten Kyrie out." No. No, you cannot. <laughs> it has been. It is objectively proven that no one is going to get Kyrie to be like a reasonable person. Uh, anyway, it'll be interesting to see now. Is Brooklyn going cave to him and, and and bow down and and send him off to somewhere else? I know we see the players uh, running the leagues in in most t- cases, and I got to imagine that the Nets will move on from him if there is going to be a taker. I mean, there's like there's like a thousand percent chance that he's going to be on the Lakers, right? Like, <laughs> like you, you think the Lakers could pull the move off? Well, because there's going to be no market for him. If the Nets are just like, get this guy out of here, like it's just not worth it anymore. And LeBron is like, hey, Genie, we're making this trade. And, and the Lakers are like, yeah, it can't get any worse, right? It can, but they that's what they'll say. That's how they'll justify it to themselves. Yeah. And, then, and then the Lakers will... You know, just go down in flames even more spectacularly, and I'm I'm here for the ride. The funny thing is now it's like you were talking about that pick swap that the Pelicans have with the Lakers. That's and where I was, was like, gonna go next. Oh, right. maybe you'll get a top ten pick at this point. The Pelicans pick might be worse if things don't change. So, with that in mind, you know, I I remember I sat here across from Mike Dettelier in the off season for the NBA and was like, I don't want the Pelicans to break up this young core and trade for Kevin Durant, even though he requested a trade yeah. at that point, because I wanted to see how things looked, and I wanted to give this team a chance to kind of gel. I am completely tilted now. Like I am like, hey, if KD is on the table, I am in name-your-price territory. I was going to say, is there anybody that's untouchable besides Zion? For I me? would say I'm not trading CJ. I am not trading Zion. Everything else is on the table. I'm not saying I would trade everything else. Yeah, yeah, right. But everything else is is there if you if you want to put it in a package. Um, you know, like BI. I like I know people will probably say like, oh, I don't want to trade BI, but like just watch Brandon Ingram play and watch Durant play and understand that they could not play together because they do the exact same things except Durant does it better. So like you would have two guys who are like literally like pushing each other out of the way to get to the same spots on the floor. Like that's how it would look terrible. Yeah, to me, the initial thought of that trade when it first was talked about this this year with you know the Durant was in the mix 
to go to the Pelicans, and Brandon Ingram was brought up as a piece, and I was totally against it. But right now, I'm with you. This team needs some kind of shakeup right here, right now. And Brandon, uh, he looked better last night, but he just hasn't been the same player of late. Well, I mean, like, I think you can make it work with Zion and Brandon, and I think when Zion gets back, things will look better. But, you know, the idea for me was you had this group where you could accommodate not having all of your stars, and you wouldn't have this type of run where you're just like (laughs) literally can't win a game for a month and now it's clear that that's not the case and so if you do need to shake that up and kind of just you know you have pieces now where you feel like you can go for it cj's you know on the wrong side of 30 is not going to be around forever and you just want to make a run at it and you have the assets right now to really make a splash i i mean at this point you know i'm on board Give us a call on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Tell us what you think, folks. 504-260-1870 here on WWL. Jeff and Steve on Sports Talk, hanging out with you till 7 o'clock here on WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Back on WWL, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak here on Sports Talk. And before we get into some of the Saints chatter from today, I know you had a little more on LSU basketball you wanted to touch on before we got into football. Well, I, I do just find, like, if when you look back at kind of the Will Wade era of LSU men's basketball, it's kind of fascinating because I think we, like, the way that everything kind of developed, you kind of lose track of the fact that Will Wade had an incredibly successful <laughs> run as the LSU men's basketball coach. You can talk about recruiting violations, whatever. I think when you kind of drill down on it, he was doing the same thing that a lot of programs were doing. And you look at like what's going on with the NIL now, and it's like, would it have been an issue if you went through a collective and gave Javante Smart a ton of money to come to LSU? Because that's kind of what's going on right now anyway, right? Yeah. So like, and, I, and this isn't throwing any shade at Matt McMahon, but you look at a program that has lost, lost nine games in a row, and then you kind of go back and it's like, yeah, they made the NCAA tournament under Will Wade three times in four years. The only time they didn't was when there wasn't a tournament. And I, I don't even know. I could have to go back. I think they probably would have made it that year. That year, two of those times he didn't even coach in the NCAA tournament because of the recruiting stuff. And one of those years they went to the Sweet Sixteen, right? And so you can talk about yeah, Nas Reed, Trayvon Waters, whatever. All these these kind of issues with the recruiting. I don't care who you recruit. Like he turned LSU into a competent NCAA men's basketball team, but he's remembered as this kind of like oh gosh, we'll wait, whatever. Like, he was a good coach. A wild card, basically. Yeah, I mean, like, whether people like him internally yeah. is another question. But, like, I think it's, like, it's really, really interesting because if you just look at the raw numbers, he was a very successful <laughs> coach for LSU from the jump. And then you kind of, like, and Johnny Jones was not. 
And then you went to Will Wade and suddenly you're competing and now you're back and you're losing nine games. It's just kind of interesting to me how like he's going to be like kind of washed from LSU history in terms of what he oh, was. Oh, for sure. Like, but he actually did field some very good basketball teams. Well, what's going to what's going to happen now is, you know, how much of a leash is McMahon you think going to be given? Um, I know much wasn't expected year one from this LSU men's team. Yeah. But I mean, it it. Definitely not looking good right now. They've been just abysmal in SEC play. And, yeah, I mean, I understand, like, a lot of folks probably missing that that fire that Will Wade brought to the court and to the team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much people actually miss Will Wade, the personality. His, his, right? his, he was fun to watch, though, on the sidelines. He line, was entertaining. So, yes, exactly, I'll give right. You that. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, he's kind of like Dan Hurley from UConn in the sense that, like, I'm pretty sure he gets bad calls in games because he's just mean to people on the court. And it's like, guy, guy <laughs> calm down, or the refs are just going to be mad at you the whole game, and that's not going to help your case. Anyway, that's just my rant because, like, LSU was, was, a, was a contender for four seasons. Right. They are not right now. No. And so you you made that decision, like you made that decision, and the NCAA kind of made it for you. Um, but it's just kind of fascinating when you look back at it how it all developed. Big news from the Senior Bowl while we were in commercial oh, break, Jeff. Yes. Tajay Spears, Tulane Green Wave running back, the practice player of the week. I had no idea that was an award. It almost sounds like an insult, <laughs> right? Like you know, you're like, oh yeah, he's the training camp MVP, right? Like oh, we love to do that, guys. right, exactly. Right? It's like, yeah, but he doesn't do anything in the games, uh, so it's kind of interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I was out there uh, for a couple days for those practices, and he he genuinely was. I mean, like, he was that good. And I've decided that because I want the Saints to draft him, I'm going to stop talking about Tajay Spears because <laughs> I think that's the only positive thing I can do at this point to, in the sense of getting the, him onto the Saints is not actively raising his value. <laughs> it's, it definitely it seems to be... You know, one of those with the arrow going straight up, not yeah. even like a little bit of a climb. Yeah. It's been really eye-opening this week on how many people seem to just be discovering him at least. Yeah, and it's, it is kind of funny because, like, you saw what he did to USC. <laughs> Absolutely, right. right. <laughs> but it's still USC. It's a Pac-12 school. He played in the AAC where it's like, okay, you're going against Cincinnati. You're going against UCF. These are, if anything, not great defenses, right? Like, you'll see some really great offenses in the American Athletic Conference, but not defense. And so you do have to wonder, right? How is he going to hold up when he gets in and he's compared to, you know, these SEC running backs and these Big Ten running backs? But, I mean, you see him out there next to those other guys, and he just looks he looks better. There was three running backs at the Senior Bowl that I was impressed with. One was Evan Hall, Northwestern, Chase Brown, Illinois, and Tajay Spears was I wouldn't say head and shoulders above them. Those three were head and shoulders above everybody else, and Tajay Spears was at the top of that list. Um, and I was I was impressed. I did not expect him or Dorian Williams to look as good as they did. But you know they they are out there and they're they're just as good as anyone on that field. How was your time at the Senior Bowl? Pretty good weather, right? It was weird. It was really hot on Tuesday. <laughs> it was like seventy five and muggy, and everyone sitting in the stands getting sunburned in the, in the at the end of January. And then the next day, it was like forty degrees and cold. Um, but no, it was a it was a good time. You know, there's always some really good practices there. The Saints obviously have four coaches on the field, right. which is like kind of fascinating to look at. Um, it, we every one of them was asked, you know, how valuable is this? And they were like, oh, oh, it's incredibly valuable. And that's why I put together a list of the the players that I was looking at the closest, and it went by okay, which position coaches <laughs> are coaching these players because. Sure. I guarantee you there's going to be at least one player picked 
that a Saints position coach was or that a Saints coach was leading that position, right? So Declan Doyle was leading the tight ends. I can't remember for which team. I think it was the national team because yeah, it was the national team because it was the first practice. Uh, DJ Williams was leading the quarterbacks for the American team, and Corey Robinson was leading the the safeties for the national team. So like, if you look at those groups, yeah. I, I would put money on the fact that one player from at least you know those groups is going to get drafted by the Saints just Man. because they know so much about them and it's such an such an advantage to have that information. I think you're doing a great job. Uh, I guess uh, we're, we're vibing because you're reading my mind. I was going to go spilling right next into the quarterback position. There we can talk about. Obviously, there's been news of Derek Carr, but sticking with the Senior Bowl, was there any interactions with? Uh, Hendon Hooker at all? Did you get to? Did you guys get to talk to him, or is that strictly just for the coaches? I mean, he was he was around doing interviews. Okay. I, I mean, I, you'll find some on YouTube. I wasn't able to catch up with him. Gotcha. There was, I mean, there was a lot to, to kind of take in. Right, you're trying <laughs> to work your way around. We get about ten minutes after every practice to go out on the field and kind of catch players as they're going around. You know, Ali Gay was there from LSU. Jay Ward was there. Obviously, you got the two Tulane kids, and then all the assistants. Um, so I, I wasn't able to catch up with Hendon, but he was doing interviews and, uh, you know, I'm sure he sat down with the saints and it is interesting because you saw six quarterbacks on the field and I didn't come away impressed with any of them any right. more than like, yeah, these, these are kind of their ceiling is probably backup quarterback in the NFL. You're talking about fifth, sixth, seventh round picks or UDFAs, but the guy who's not on the field is probably the most intriguing. Um, you know, like Max Duggan, uh, you yeah. know, these are guys who they're win. He's a winner. You know, these are guys who you'll say the word moxie there you go, about, right. right? Like, and whenever you have to say moxie, it's usually not a good sign. Um, Although I heard that about Breeze, so I guess maybe not. But I hear you. That's like, yeah, he's the exception to every rule. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm like Johnny Manziel and uh, what you call it, uh, Baker Mayfield. That the, the yes. moxie. Tag I heard, definitely I heard came the word moxie them. used to describe Baker Mayfield this season. <laughs> Who, who knows? That's like a a, a term that – I guess it, it, it just seems to be a football term, though. It's a term used to uh, to describe someone who shouldn't be good at something that somehow is. And it's like <laughs> – Is that, we is can't that the come technical up, definition yes, of moxie? We can't come up with a reason why they're better than they should be, but they, they there's this word that we can say. It almost sounds like, like a soda. Um, yeah, and so I'm not – like, I don't want to trash any of the quarterbacks that were on the field, but I, there's just clear limitations. Like, Jaron Hall is probably the highest ceiling of that group. Right, they're not your early-round talents. Yeah, BYU, you know, he might be a fourth, fifth-round pick if a team really falls in love with him. But, you know, he's 24 years old because that's what happens when you come out of BYU, right? You're older. Um, it's tough. But Hendon Hooker is also 24 years old, right? Like, he's an older player, and he's coming off an ACL, so you're talking – you know, maybe 27 years old by the time he starts in the NFL, if he does. So that's, you know, that's a tight window. Um, and so, yeah, like, I think a lot of people in Saints land, in Saints mock draft universe, have fallen in love with Hendon Hooker. And it's almost seemed like they've they've gotten more confident about him since he tore his knee up, which is odd to me. Um, but it's if you go around Twitter, everyone is on the Hendon Hooker train. And I, I'm not sure I'm convinced yet. Right. Um, but I'd like to see him at least work out this off season before I, before I make any determinations there. When we were doing our podcast yesterday, inside black and gold, you brought up a great point that, and I've been really stewing on it. The fact that if the saints are really that enamored with Hendon hooker, 
that's going to be the 29th overall pick. They're not going to wait till the second round to grab him because of the risk of not getting quote unquote your guy. And we heard even Jeff Ireland talk about that about the They're aggressiveness. Not darts, right, right You're exactly. Not throwing darts. And that's something that, you know, I've gotten in arguments with people on Twitter about this. And it's like when you're talking about quarterbacks, either he's the guy or he's not. You are not if you identify a quarterback, so say if the Saints fall in love with Hendon Hooker right. and they're like, this is the guy that we think is going to be our next franchise quarterback, you are not saying, oh, he's going to still be on the board at 40. So we're not going to take him at 29. You're going to take him at 29 because you've decided he's your franchise quarterback. And if you decide that about any quarterback, you're taking him with your first pick. Yeah. Um, now, there are obviously exceptions, right? You can look at the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts. You can look at Drew, uh, you know the the Chargers taking Drew Brees. It's kind of a weird example, but like the Chargers gave up on Drew Brees at the first opportunity. The Eagles had Carson Wentz, right? Brock Purdy was a seventh round pick. They had Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. So you're drafting behind guys, right? So you can take shots in the middle of rounds, and maybe you strike gold. If you're a team that doesn't have a quarterback, and you are drafting based on the evaluation that he is your next starter for the next ten years then you better make sure you get him. It's the same reason like the Chiefs. You know, I think if you go back on Twitter to 2017, there were people saying, man, the Chiefs gave up way too much to go up and get Pat Mahomes. They could have waited and got him at 27. Well, no, you probably couldn't. I no, definitely not. Right, exactly. Uh, and so, like, when it comes to drafting a quarterback, you are not playing games with value. You are either you are getting your guy or you're not. If you do not think that he is worth picking at 29 – you're not going to just suddenly take him at 40 because you have decided that he is not that guy. Okay? Like, that's, that's my take here. So, like, and if they, if they don't decide he's that guy, then it's like you're taking two picks. Neither of them are Hendon Hooker. You know, like, Tanner McKee is a guy that no one seems to be talking about. Right. He's been um, popping up on my mock draft simulator that yeah, I've been doing. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's another – like, everyone is in love with Hendon Hooker, and I understand why. But, like, you have to go and you have to look at the offense he was playing in and understand, like, it is not a pro-style offense. Like, you're talking about these wide splits. If you go back and watch a Tennessee game, and you will literally see wide receivers lined up <laughs> on the edge of the field, like, on the sideline. And then they're just going to, like, sprint in on, like, wide slants. And so you're just, like, picking one and throwing it. Like, that is not necessarily profiling to the NFL. So you have to look at the intangibles around that. And that's not something that the average NFL viewer is going to be able to do. It's not something that I can do particularly well. I never played quarterback. I'm not a quarterback evaluator. But I can appreciate that, like, success in that system does not equate to success in the NFL. So I think there's there's a lot to be learned when he starts working out for NFL teams and you start putting him through drills that are designed to take him out of that comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, everything I've heard from Hooker, obviously, he's got the size, he's got the yeah. arm strength, he's an and he's got that commanding personality. He's that, that leader in your huddle and in the locker room. So, I mean, you, you would hope you're getting that, though, with the quarterback. Yeah, he's also 24, so you better be emotionally <laughs> mature. <laughs> you, know, you don't have much time to gain that. Um, but, yeah, like I, I have questions about his footwork. I have questions about some, his accuracy. If you go back and watch that Georgia game, you're, he missed a lot, of, a lot of potential big plays on those throws. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not sold on him. Like, I'm not out on him either. But, like, I'm not going to pretend that, like, he's a sure thing because I don't think he is. Want to hear from you, Saints, Pelicans, LSU basketball, women's, men's. We will talk it all here on Sports Talk. Me and Jeff Nowak, 4 to 7 on WWL, 870 AM, 105.3 FM, and WWL.com. Back here on Sports Talk, just seeing come down from the Twitter sphere. Sean Payton officially signing his five-year contract. This is from Adam Schefter. 
uh, with the Broncos, tying him to Denver through the 2027 season, Jeff. He is now officially the Denver Broncos head coach. We don't have details yet, though, on the contract specifications. I want dollars, baby. Yeah, that's the big one right there. I want to hear just if that's a hunt. It's a five-year, $100 million deal. That's what I want to hear about. I'm surprised it's it's not that I'm surprised it's that short. Um I would expect it to be like a 10-year like a John Gruden type deal. Um it's an it's an interesting length to me because I think that's probably like you know how long does Russ have left? Right, that's what I was just going to say. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um so it's like So they're going to be tied together now. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> Russ is going to retire and then Sean's going to coach one more season <laughs> and be like I need a break. <laughs> um but no, yeah, I mean that makes that makes sense and you know I'm mean, it's going to be fascinating to watch that play out, right? Because if he kind of revives Russ yeah. and turns the Broncos back immediately into a contender and, you know, maybe gets to an AFC championship or even a Super Bowl, then all of a sudden you're looking at Sean and you're like, man, this guy is a wizard, right? This this is one of the best coaches of all time and he just proved it. If he doesn't, if it crashes and burns, if they're mediocre, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, he's Drew Brees' head coach. Yeah, I was going to say, well, was, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees, so what yeah, do you expect? Right, and, and it's and it's like he's he's betting on himself, right? He could have stayed in New Orleans and like no one would have ever asked that question. He chose to take that on, and you know I think it is a legacy thing for him, and it's going to be interesting to see that. I'm just laughing in my head. I'm starting to think, in those five years that are on that contract now for Sean, how many draft picks does he have left? How many draft picks does Sean does, the, does Denver have left? They have a lot him? of third rounders, <laughs> which, to be fair, the Saints He's, and Sean yeah. have been very good in third round picks. You know, Jimmy Graham, Teron Armstead, Alvin Kamara, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, this, there's more. So, hey, maybe that's where you go. Want to talk to you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, 504 260 1870. Jimmy in Kentwood, how you doing, my man? How's your Friday going? Going good. How you guys doing? Living the dream. I want to talk about LSU basketball. I've been an LSU fan since I was a wee little boy. All right. Look, I think uh, Will Wade was the best coach since Dale Brown. Right now, the Tigers are at an all-time low. I don't know if it's the coach or the players, but look, with with, with the, is LSU going to be on on a probation with the trouble that Will Wade got in? Uh, uh, by them letting him go, did that? Did that? Did that take away any probation or anything? Thank you. As Thank f- you, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, as far as I know, I don't, I don't, I don't know of any probation coming down. But that is still kind of, you know, they're still kind of determining that case. Like, Will Wade's not coaching anywhere right now because no one's going to touch him with a ten foot pole until that all, is all settled. But no, I, I, I agree. Like, if you look at the numbers and the and the, the record. Uh, he, you know, he finished his LSU career with a 105 and 51 record in SEC play 55 and 33. He finished the, they won the SEC in 2018, 19. They finished second in the COVID year. They were third in 2020, 21. And, you know, to be fair to Matt McMahon, it is difficult to restart a program and, you know, you have to kind of shuffle out the, the recruits. You get transfers going out. Some of the guys that are there, you didn't recruit. You're learning them in real time. You know, look at even Will Wade's first year, 18 and 15. He went to the NIT. He got to the second round. And then from there, you kind of you kind of stepped up. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is just wild to kind of see how the the legacy of Will Wade in, in Baton Rouge is so negative. When, like, how I can't think of another coach 
who won that many games and is like kind of like universally like good. He's gone. You know what I mean? I, I wonder if it's just the the attitude that rub, rubs some folks the wrong way. But I would think as an LSU fan, you would love that. Yeah, and I mean like like Rick Pitino is one that comes to mind. <laughs> but I think the stuff he did was like way way kind of grosser than just paying players, which is like again nil is literally doing that now so it's like if if what will wade did happen now right you wouldn't even, you wouldn't blink. even blink right <laughs> exactly exactly that's it's so amazing it's like wait a minute How, you, we always hear you know like the cajun cannon always says if only if i was you know playing football in today's times and got drafted right the money i could make it's like well wait a minute this you know all these yeah. sanctions and punishments that i'm having to deal with they're not an issue anymore no no it's it's so it, it is hypocritical and <laughs> Uh, it is. I don't know, but I, I agree. You know, like whether he re- committed recruiting violations or not, you still got to win the games. You still got to coach the team. And he did a great job coaching that team. You know, like the questions are not about whether they won and whether they were a good team. It was how they got the players to show up. Um, so yeah, I, I, we, we can go on that all day, but I think we've kind of gone in circles on it by now. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, the things with LSU basketball right now is just they haven't been able to uh, put the put the ball in the bucket either that's been a big problem scoring for them as well uh as long as as similar as the pelicans during their losing streak right now um it's just been such a struggle offensively and i know yeah zion's out right now for the pels but i mean there still shouldn't be this much of a downfall right now and i know brandon ingram just got back a couple games ago he was dealing with the toe issue uh things for this Pels team, though, they don't look to have that same kind of feel about them right now. No, and you know, it you you do start to have to ask questions about Willie Green, right? Like, like I think Willie Green is a good coach. I don't know if if he's resonating right now with this group the way he did last year at the end of the year. It's it's never a good sign when you regress, and they are very much regressing right now in a in a way that I didn't think would have been possible at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and something for me too. I'm, there's been so much negative Jonas Valanciunas social media presence. I feel like, and it's like, what's everyone have against Jonas? I don't know. It's because they can't spell his name. <laughs> Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak here on Sports Talk. We'll be with you till seven p.m. Give us a call on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line five zero four two six zero one eight seventy Friday. Let's hear from you, Houdat Nation, and anything else. Pelicans, LSU, WWL. Steve and Jeff coming back with more. Back here on Sports Talk, taking a look at the Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line, and Jeff. Someone's saying here on our text line that no way y'all said that Max Duggan is better than Hendon Hooker. You're correct. We didn't say that. Definitely didn't say that. <laughs> um, if you heard that, you misheard that. Sorry, right. It, it might have been confusing. Mac, I did not say that Max Duggan is better than Hendon Hooker. I, I think I said that Hendon Hooker wasn't on the field. Um, and But no, I, I, I don't think Max Duggan's even going to get said drafted. Ma- you he said he's be, got moxie. Yeah, I think he said he has moxie. He's six, <laughs> six or seventh round pick maybe. And I think all the quarterbacks around the field are between fifth and sixth, seventh round picks. Um, or maybe UDFAs. But yeah, uh, there's also somebody on the text line that's mad that I said the word literally. He's, I don't know. You know, it's funny because he says it's unnecessary and redundant. And he sent that text twice. Which is ironic. To dun, me. dun dun dun. <laughs> that was specifically pointed towards you. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Well, we'll get we'll get through this together. Guys. He also that was the same person that left that one star review. Probably, 
probably. I get <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of one star one star reviews. Apparently Moxie was sold as a soft drink for a period of time as well. So we have a long we have a long explanation. And what is what does Moxie taste like? <laughs> I don't I don't wanna know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and, and then we got, we got some people on the text line who think they should trade for Kyrie. The Pelicans should trade for Kyrie. And I, 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 you're wrong. <laughs> so there's Pelicans fans that are, they are inciting chaos coming to New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, like the reason that Kyrie's going to land on the Lakers is because the Lakers are that desperate. Um, it's like the Nets don't even want Kyrie. Like, I think if they could have traded him, they would have. You're talking about a guy who's going to make $36 million next year and is going to tear your team apart from the inside. <laughs> and speaking about those Lakers, they're going to be here tomorrow to play the Pels. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. seeing Anthony Davis is probable. He's got a right foot, foot stress injury. And LeBron has left ankle soreness and is questionable. So, Do you think AD is going to finally thank New Orleans? Oh, I, I love that. Anything that happens... Like when even, you know, the, the Saints defensive coordinators both left. They're like, well, Anthony Davis still has not thanked New Orleans. I think that's specifically Ross Jackson's locked on. <laughs> he, yeah, literally anything. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what? With with Anthony Davis, it'll be interesting to see. Will we see street clothes in the Smoothie King Center? It's usually he's he's on the sidelines. That's a good question. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak gearing you up till 7 p.m. Going to be talking more uh, next hour on the Saints in the Senior Bowl with John Hendricks from SportsIllustrated.com. Also going to be going to the Locked On Buccaneers podcast host to delve into Ronald Curry uh, interviewing for their offensive coordinator position and also life without Tom Brady in Tampa. More on Sports Talk coming up next on WWL. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.